family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. This podcast is proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound and Sounds Media. To have your podcast recorded, send an email to info at soundandsounds.co.za. That's info at s-o-u-n-d-a-n-d-s-o-u-n-d-s dot c-o dot today. Hello, family. <laughs> I'm Vosita Maguayo son, and we're doing our podcast episode. Good man. <laughs> All right, let's rock and roll, my guy. <laughs> it's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vosi Tembeguayo as we discuss ideas that matter. A catalyst for bold action. Hello, family, and welcome to another episode of the VD podcast, Ideas That Matter. That was my oldest son, uh, my numero uno, Vosomozi Nathaniel Tembeguayo. He's named after his grandfather, by the way. Um, and uh, he's now 10 years old. Yeah, 10 years old. He's uh, a big, big boy, and I'm, I'm very proud of him, and I'm very proud of everything he's done and everything he's achieving in his life. Right. So this week, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about accountability. Um, accountability and why accountability is important. I remember some years ago, I want to say about four or five years ago, I was speaking by invitation to the executive team at one of the leading insurance companies in South Africa called MMI. MMI was birthed after the amalgamation of Momentum and Metropolitan. And in the room were the entire executive team, the board, as well as the management team. And it was one of those really thrilling, exhilarating experiences. I cannot wait for COVID to be over so we can get back to those days of doing those things again, having those kind of live events. So picture the scene. I get up, I do my thing, I speak, I get a standing ovation. And right after I finish speaking, the deputy CEO gets up and it's a lady and I'll never forget, she wanted to talk about accountability. What she said that day shifted the axis of how I think about managing people. I want to say it was 2017, exactly four years ago. She said the following. She said that there is value and virtue in getting rid of people who no longer fit the strategic intent of what you're doing in your business her exact words. She said, you have a moral responsibility, an obligation to ensure that you keep only the people who move you in the direction of your strategic intent. And those who don't, you have the right, if anything, 
you have the custodial duty to move them aside. The other way to think about them is to fire them. So, why is there a benefit to getting rid of people who no longer fit the strategic intent of what you're doing? There are some of you listening to this conversation who battle with this. You generally battle with making decisions to ask people to move on or to go and apply their skills somewhere else, to let them know that they are no longer welcome in your organization. You battle with it. Accountability conversations are hard. They're not easy, but they are necessary. Now, why is it that you might want to do this? What do you gain? What's on the upside? What do you benefit? She says you benefit fivefold. I lie, sevenfold. I love the theory. So listen to this. She says first, when you get rid of the person who no longer fits your strategic intent, what that sends is a message to everybody else in the organization that you will not tolerate a deviation from direction or work ethic or belief and values of the organization. So first, getting rid of them sends that message. Second is it creates space. It creates space for you to go out and find the right person who can do these things. Third is that it allows you the opportunity to recruit somebody who's even better than they were. And here is the kicker. Generally, you'll find the person who's better from your competitors. So you weaken your competition too. Fourth, it allows that person, the one you've gotten rid of, to go to your competition. So not only have you stolen a better asset, your competition gets somebody who's even worse. So you win double fold. Fifth, it sends a message to all of the non-performers that you will not tolerate non-performance or deviation from direction and strategic intent. Sixth, it sends a message to the performers that their work, their input, their ideas, their ideation is valid, validated, and will be rewarded. Because now it's clear you only want the best for what it is that you do. And finally, number seven, is when you get rid of the people who no longer fit the strategic intent of what you're doing, people who are non-performers by whatever measure you're using in your organization, the, the, the curve here is that you've got to make sure that that person is clear that they're no longer meeting their performance objectives. You've got to have given them an opportunity to correct their behavior, failing which you then have the right, in my mind, to part ways. But seventh is that it allows you to lift the aggregate performance of your team. Remember this, when you're managing and leading people, when you're inspiring them towards seeing things different from what they are, when you're trying to motivate people to move in a different direction, when you're trying to lead people in a particular way and to achieve something that's never been done before, you have neither the time nor the intellectual effort or ability to waste on non-performers. You have a moral duty to ensure that you keep only the best of the best around you. You're not entitled a job, nor are you entitled a place of work. We all have to earn our keep and add value in whatever it is that we're doing. Now, I know that this is not a popular message in today's world of, but this is, and people feel entitled to things, but you're not. You're only as good as your last day, your last performance, your last performance quota. You're only as good as your last deliverable in the organization. So. 
For those of you right now who, as you imagine, like me, are seized with the job of rebuilding your business for greater heights, who've had to make tough decisions and get rid of dead wood, who've had to think about what the future looks like, those are the seven pillars that will allow you to think through who to get rid of. And I think it's a fantastic way to think about the strategic advantage of making really tough decisions. Oh yeah, one more thing before I close. Getting rid of people doesn't get easier. It really doesn't. 17 years in business, I can tell you this for free. It doesn't get easier. But the more clinical you are about it, the more fact-based and scientific you are about it, the better you will become at managing and inspiring people. And that, very short, is our podcast for this week. Accountability. So friends, all the best to you. Sayonara. This podcast was proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound & Sounds Media. To partner with us, visit mygrowthfund.co.za or email info at mygrowthfund.co.za.